Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fit and Fab podcast with Kinga and Tyra. Hmm. How have you been? I've been really well, thank you. It's been such a good week. I'm quite, I'm in this mindset of, um, oh, how do I say that? The momentum is going. And you know, when the momentum is going, you just feel that. like you like do and do and do and achieve. And, and it just makes you motivated to do even more. So it's definitely been a good week. Oh, I love it when you're like in that flow and everything. You just feel good and you want to do stuff. That is such a good place to be in. Honestly. How have you been? Yeah, good. A bit more settled now. We um, we went yesterday to go buy some sofas. We kind of went expecting like, you know, you just go, you order them and they get delivered. So we were like, oh yeah, we found like the perfect sofas and stuff. And we picked it out. We were like, right, yeah, we know what we're going to have downstairs. We know what we're going to have upstairs. Got down, sat down with the guy and he was like, yeah, so you should hopefully have them this side of Christmas. And we looked at each other. We were like, Christmas? That's like four months away. Pardon? Oh no. Because both of our parents are like, oh yeah, we're coming to you for Christmas. And we're like, okay, yeah, cool, fine. And now we're like, uh, well, <laughs> there's nowhere to like sit. We've got a dining table, but I mean, it's a bit formal just sitting at the dining table. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can come, but bring your own chair. <laughs> yeah, bring bring some deck chairs and yeah, you'll, you'll be all right. So yeah, we've done that. And also, because oh, obviously I don't sound Irish at all, but every time I've like, we've been walking around or I've been in the local like super value, which is like the, just the um, grocery store. And this lady yesterday, she was like, oh, do you want a loyalty card or is it not really worth it for your time here? And I was like, hmm? She was like, oh, <laughs> she was really like, do you live here? I was like, yeah, yeah, I live here. She was like, oh, I thought you were just on holiday. I was like, I'm not being funny, but like where we live, we live in like a little village. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to come on a holiday to a village, am I? But oh, no. yeah, I, I stick out like a sore thumb, but it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I'm actually impressed. I've never heard that before with my accent. So, but I guess <laughs> people what? in the UK are, are quite used to. <laughs> Yeah, I think from all over coming in. Yeah, yeah, and she, yeah. It, it's funny because like every time I go out, like someone picks up. We were in a taxi the other day, and I said like, "Oh, lovely!" And then the guy like just butchered like a British accent, and he was like, "Oh, lovely!" And I was like, "Is this what it sounds like when I try put on an Irish accent?" Like, oh my god, I physically cringed. I was like, "Oh no!" And the irony of it all is, I'm not even English. I'm actually South African. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I don't blame anyone for not knowing that because that I lost that accent. But I'm like, oh dear. Okay, so today we'll be talking about a very, very important question. Yes, I love this topic. To diet or not to diet? Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So, I think. I think dieting has gotten a bit of a bad rep because, you know, it, it's almost seen as a dirty word and it's like, oh, you're on a diet. And it's like, what does this and what, what does this entail? Like, what are you cutting out? What are you allowed eating? What are you not allowed eating? Um, and of course, some diets can be like that. And dieting is like 
people when you think of diet people think like over restriction bland food like chicken and rice um you know you've got to rely on determination and willpower and saying no to social occasions and grind harder and you know completely fearing certain foods but that's not always the case but of course in some cases it is there's a lot of nuance I guess to this topic isn't there yeah definitely and I think it's kind of for females at least it's almost like like a default setting to diet yeah 100% there's there's like yeah that's so true there's like a pressure to always be on a diet and I've certainly felt that I'm not sure about you but I have certainly felt like you always need to be controlling some element of what goes into your body or how your body looks yeah 100% and I think even from a very very young age we we are taught that we should diet that we should be small that we should be whatever but then on one hand like fair enough obviously you shouldn't necessarily walk around with too much excessive body fat if that makes sense because that is not healthy for you but there is there is so much more detail into it and especially when when girls who look incredible who do not have that excess body fat are trying to diet still this is just crazy it is and I can actually relate to that like on a personal level as well and I think it comes from like being in the fitness industry as well so I've I can't speak from someone who's like ever been uh like excessively overweight or carried excess body fat um but I have always felt that I needed to make myself smaller, especially when I became a PT. And it was so liberating when I was actually called out on it. And it was like, okay, but like, why do you feel like you need, why why do you feel like you need to lose weight? Or why do you feel like you need to be smaller? Because actually, you know, you, your BMI and your, you're, you're a healthy weight, like you are healthy. Like, why do you feel like you need to be smaller? And I was kind of like, um, wow <laughs> I don't like for other people and it wasn't for me it was to fit in, a, in into a mold of what I thought I should be so I on the other hand would speak from a perspective of someone who has been in a larger body and has been in a smaller body um so I think I've got a pretty good <laughs> overview yeah. of both yeah, so yeah. I would say sadly it, it didn't make a difference to me whether I was leaner or when I was overweight mm-hmm. it, it honestly my motivation was kind of the same I thought I should still be a lot leaner so like when I used to do like I think I mentioned that on the last podcast when I used to do my photo shoot and stuff I thought I was still fat and yeah. it, it didn't matter that I, I think I've lost around 20 30 kilos so that's quite a lot. Is it like six stone? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did lose a lot of weight in my life, but I I didn't feel any different. So for me, that motivation to diet was to feel better. Well, feel better. Feel better within myself to find my self confidence to find myself worth. But it has nothing to do with the levels of your body fat that's that I I had to learn this the hard way because when I've lost that body fat it made absolutely no difference to how I felt about myself yeah 
Yeah, and I think this is really interesting as well because a lot of people think that changing their diet will, uh, or, or going on a diet will result in the confidence, will result in like a whole brand new life. And what ends up happening is that fitness, dieting, exercise ends up becoming your life and it completely, it can take over and it can become the number one top priority. And actually we forget that like food, the foods of um, thoughts about food and exercise, it shouldn't, it actually shouldn't consume every single thought. Like it should be something that's going on in the background of your life. It shouldn't be your entire existence. Like your whole life should not revolve around, oh, I, I can't eat that or, oh, I can't go out because of this or, oh, how many calories are in that? Or, you know, like it's fine to have thoughts pop up and then like consider them, like if you are watching what you're eating, whatever, but then like you shouldn't spend the whole day like ruminating over your body image and over what you should be eating, like fat loss or whatever your goals are dieting, it should be happening in the background. It should, it should not be at the forefront of your whole life. Exactly. And I think you kind of need to recognize as well. Um, I wish I did that when I was dieting, that the answer to my problems, it's not dieting. Yes, I was carrying excessive body fat. That would be obviously better for me if I lost it. However, it was not, I was never like morbidly obese or anything like that. I was just overweight. Um, But for my health, I think I needed help with my mind first and then lose the body fat which I I didn't realize I just thought that losing body fat is answer to all my problems and it was definitely not I think that's the key actually is looking at the mindset first because then and like we spoke about in the um, negative self-talk podcast like once you sort the mind out all of the actions that end up actually resulting in fat loss so say that's your goal you know all of those actions that you need to take it's you're reframing it and when you sort the mind out first dieting becomes easier because it's like oh I have to eat this and it's like no no I'm actually choosing to eat this because I know that it's going to nourish my body or I know that it's going to benefit me in this way and it just makes like the whole dieting process easier and if you're not viewing it as like oh I'm on a diet so I can't eat this it's like no I'm empowered and I'm choosing not to eat this because this is my goal or whatever the case is exactly and I quite like um asking sort of when I have a consultation with a potential client I quite like asking so why do you think you have that excessive body fat like what leads you to that point because if it is things like emotional eating numbing your emotions or whatever Mm -hmm. then I'm not sure that dieting is the the way for you actually I'm sure it's not (laughs) because we need to look at your mindset first we need to sort out what's in your head first because nothing will change you might um, go on an eight-week plan and kind of force yourself not to eat but then those habits will not just disappear you're just going to suppress them so nothing actually will change long term but if it is simply oh I've just you know I've just always I was raised on um, frozen food, chicken nuggets and chips. So I've always been just eating loads of that. I have no idea how to eat. I have no idea how to exercise. Yeah, okay, that's fine. We can start with a diet. We can, Well, diet. We can start sort of introducing the healthy habits, see how that goes. But 
yeah so i think it's just that reason and really get people to reflect um i have a lot of people telling telling me that oh they're just unmotivated and lazy but they're not i'm always like you're not like let's dig deeper (laughs) let's dig deeper because there is a reason why you're feeling lazy there is a reason why you're not feeling motivated and i'm not saying you have to wake up buzzing every single day however if you felt like you've not had demotivation for a long time and you're in your 20s like you're in your prime you should not be miserable so there are things going on in your life that need addressing what are those things I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. And I think this actually ends up coming almost down to like fatigue as well as in if you're constantly dieting or you're yo-yo dieting and you're constantly on and off, you're constantly making big drastic changes, like you're going to feel demotivated because it's just like how many times have you quote unquote like failed at your diet? I mean, we know that actually the diets failed you, but like for the sake of this, it's like, you you get stuck in that like binge restrict cycle or yo-yo dieting and it's interesting I was asked the other day on one of my stories like do you do meal plans and it was like that's for me I mean first of all it's like PTs and nutritionists like we're not even like we're, we're not actually allowed doing meal plans we can give examples and help and stuff but obviously we can't you know that's a dietitian's role but I, I think a lot of the time people are looking for like, just tell me what to do. Like, just like, I, I want, I, I just want something to follow. And it's like, but that's not, you know, that's not sustainable for the long term. And that's not actually addressing the issues that you've got. It's kind of putting a bandaid over it. And ultimately what we see all the time is that like you restrict yourself or you're, you're following something like a, a regime or a meal plan. And then the second you're like out, say at a social event or someone, you know, as, as a nice gesture brings you like, I don't know, a, a cake or cookies or a box of chocolates or something. And then you go, ah, oh, have one. It tastes really good. You end up going, well, I've had one. I may as well just like completely throw the towel and what's the point. And then you go, ah, oh, I'll just start again tomorrow. And then you just, it's so difficult to get out of the cycle. And I think so many people are stuck in this and what they don't actually need is dieting. What they actually need is to get out of the cycle because what happens as a result of getting out of the cycle, a lot, not all the time, obviously, but a lot of the time people actually lose weight because, you know, when you're in the binge restrict cycle, when, when you're sort of binging or overeating, like that's pushing your calories up so much essentially in that it can either be that you're eating at maintenance or even in a surplus. Whereas when you get out of that cycle, eat regular meals, have, you know, you're, you're not constantly binging or overeating. You end up losing weight as a result because your eating habits are, you know, that they're normal, they're more, you've got regular meal times, you're not viewing food as good or bad. Um, You're including these trigger foods into your diet. So your relationship with food is improving. And as a result, you know, it'll, the whole thing sort of comes together and improves. So um, why do you think, quote unquote, 95% of diets fail? Oh, just that lovely, that <laughs> lovely quote, isn't it? I think because there are so, how many diets out there? I mean, there are 
thousands and thousands of diets out there. And unfortunately, the majority of them are not sustainable. I think the majority of them are like extreme plans that no one can stick to in the long term. And I mean, I guess the the definition of a successful diet is like main like are you able to maintain your new weight afterwards and like we just described this binge restrict cycle it's very very difficult to maintain your weight because your eating habits are so erratic so I think you know if, if that's what you're looking at if you're saying you know 95 percent of diets and you're thinking when you think of diets you think of these restrictive or meal plan type you know juice plus whatever diets then yeah those ones probably are going to fail but if you look at a diet as in your lifestyle or way of life or all of the habits I just don't I think that's quite a troublesome statistic actually I I wouldn't consider myself for me I'm I'm not trying to lose body fat I'm not dieting but I guess you could look at my behaviors you know I'm very active throughout the day I walk most places I gym three times a week Um, I really do make an effort to prioritize protein all of these things all of these healthful behaviors like I don't you, you could view that as like oh it's you know part of like dieting I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not trying to lose body fat, but the behaviors would support fat loss. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think I agree with this. So I think maybe three, I, I would pinpoint three reasons. So one would be that sustainability you talked about. So people want an easy way out, they want a solution, they want a prescription. Yeah. It's almost like like you're ill, you're taking drugs, you're taking your medicine, and then in a week you're fine. Yeah. It's kind of like what they're looking for. Okay, just give me the recipe, I'll follow it and I'll be fine. Mm. Well, not not quite. Okay, number two, I think is lack of support. And I yeah. think the knowledge and kind of the fitness industry is changing. And I think more and more PTs are actually awesome mm-hmm. at supporting their clients, but I think there are still quite a few that just do not know how to support their clients, do not understand weight loss, do not, they they just can't relate. I think it. Uh, you see a lot of the times like this works for me, so it will work for my clients or it will work for yeah. everyone else as well. And it's like, no, no. Like, you know, if, if I said to you, this is what I eat in a day, this is what you've got to eat, you'd probably be like, um, I don't enjoy that though. And again, you wouldn't stick to it because you don't enjoy it. We've got different tastes. Like there's no one size fits all. Exactly. And I think a lot of PTs are still in that mindset that my way or the highway. So you've got to do this. You've got to stick to this. You've got to walk, work harder. It's like, no, not quite. So this is the support I hope will be changing and I think it is I genuinely think it is when you compare the fitness industry now and like five years ago even three two years ago I think it is changing um and going in the right direction um and I think last reason number three um is what I mentioned before you think fat loss is the solution to all your problems and then you don't stick to your diet or whatever it is because you don't see that change you wanted to so say changing self-worth changing negative self-talk changing confidence changing that internal dialogue internal relationship you have with yourself 
I think a lot of the time we're, we think that fat loss will change that. We think as soon as I lose fat, I'm going to find the love of my life because now I'm not worthy of it. Yeah. As soon as I lose fat, I'm going to make all those friends and I'm going to be able to go out and do this. But, but now I'm not worthy of it. So we, we, we somehow think we're not worthy of a lot of things in life because we we carry excessive body fat which is absolutely ridiculous when you when you frame it like that yeah. but we do think so we do think so it's like oh I'm not ready now because I'm I'm not I'm not in the shape of my life or whatever like so yeah I think that this is the reason why as well that not many people speak about yeah and I think what ties into everything you just said as well is that it's like misplaced effort people don't understand like again they're looking for the the solution so they're focusing on things like things that don't really actually matter at all for the general population so things like meal timings like you know you see this you know like sort of gym bro science and it's like oh you know your anabolic window and you've got to exercise and get your protein shaken straight after exercising meanwhile like for the for the gent for the the average person like meal timings does not matter you know cutting out certain foods you don't have to do that being absolutely perfect all the time you don't need to do that like focusing on supplements you don't have to and we forget that it comes down to just really boring average stuff like getting enough protein in just being active like you know consistently like throughout the day and stuff and be like staying hydrated focusing on getting good quality sleep make sure that you're not stressed out all of the time get protein in with each meal like it's really really that the fundamentals are quite they're not exciting they're not sexy it's not like oh yeah like it's not a magic pill and I think a lot of people are looking for that magic pill and then we'll try that a million times. And it's like, no, it's just actually doing the basics day in, day out for years. <laughs> like, and, and that that is realistic. It's years. Like so many people think a diet is a matter of four, six, eight, 12 weeks. And it's like, if you've been consistently beating yourself up, talking yourself down, putting body fat on for years and years like you're not it's not going to change in a matter of four weeks it is going to be you know a long-term thing and that there, there will be setbacks there will be random unplanned meals out or holidays or you know you'll have tough weeks but it's frame that putting a frame of mind of like I'm not on or off the wagon I'm not on or off a diet this is like my lifestyle choice this is what I'm choosing to do and again it comes down to like fat loss happening in the background while you live your life exactly like I can give you an example an easy example from yesterday so I went out to meet my friend which um and then we ended up being hungry we were meant to just go for a drink we ended up being hungry so we had a meal as well and um, I had a pizza mm. and I think I, that wasn't planned I didn't account for it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't starve <laughs> in the morning I didn't skip breakfast to deserve this meal but but even so I've had that pizza it was amazing I felt really satisfied lovely that was quite early then I went home watched Love Island and then realized I'm actually still a little bit hungry 
because mm-hmm. I've not eaten much apart from that pizza that day. And before, I'd be like, uh, how, why are you hungry? Yeah. How dare you be hungry? <laughs> how absolutely dare you be hungry? You've had pizza. It's like, okay. And then if I didn't listen to that, that would probably end up in a binge. Yeah, exactly. And, and you'd be stuck in that cycle that we spoke Exactly. About. But instead, I just went to the fridge. I was like, it's quite late. I really don't feel like cooking. So yeah. I just had a bagel with some peanut butter and banana and a protein yogurt. Oh, oh, perfect. oh amazing. Perfect. Tasty, perfect. filling, not too heavy because otherwise I won't be able to sleep. Yeah. But perfect pre-bed snack that left me satisfied and out then I was able to fall asleep quickly because if my, if I was feeling hungry and I was thinking about it whilst falling asleep, I'd be just like, Oh no, I'm hungry. But no, you shouldn't be hungry, fall asleep. And then you can't fall asleep, you're getting more and more hungry, and ugh, it's just a vicious cycle, isn't it? And I'm very proud of it. So I'm I'm telling everyone that's what I did. <laughs> it was normal, but it it did make me really proud it did make me see that I am really improving in my own sort of health journey 100% and I think we end up like putting really you've I I reckon you've probably felt or, or done similar things but like I used to have really I can say like I can reflect on it now and be like it was so I used to have such weird rules and restrictions on myself so for example if I had chocolate say a less nutrient dense food like that day that would that would be like I would not allow myself to have like it was a once a week thing and now I'm like if I have and and to, to put into perspective so this was a time where I was sort of in that binge restrict cycle so I would only allow myself and it was almost like a planned um overeating or binge sort of thing because I was like once a week I'm allowed almost like a cheat meal and I would restrict the entire week and then just feel absolutely terrible after I'd like demolish like a whole tub of ice cream or a whole slab like share uh, size slab of chocolate or whatever and I would just feel absolutely horrendous whereas now like I can keep chocolate in the house I can keep ice cream in the house and I can sort of have a piece and then walk away and later on if I want more I will have more but I can walk away and it's not like you know it's not I I know it's there so it doesn't have power over me and also because I don't say like oh I'm only allowed this once a week it's like oh do I want this oh I might have a piece later if I still feel like it oh like there's I think we have we allow food to have so much power over us and again this is what leads to like food preoccupation and thinking about it all the time and that's really a dieting red flag like if you're constantly thinking about food constantly thinking about your body image I think it it, you should really try think about your approach and you know is is it the best approach for you because it's not normal I think it's become normal or like people assume it's normal thinking about food 24 7 thinking about your body 24 7 that like that's not normal exactly so just to kind of maybe sum up a little bit I'll ask you a question what are your 
three red flags when talking to to people, potential clients or friends. Three red flags that you see that you're thinking you should not be dieting. That is not the priority for you right now. I think if their relationship with food is really, 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 really poor um, and they're in this binge restrict cycle, I think the top priority there, like we said, is actually get out of that binge restrict cycle. Even if like, and then this is, it's so much easier said than done. Like I, I, I've been there. I really, really do empathize. I understand how difficult it is like if you've just had a massive binge and then you just feel like oh I'd, I don't deserve to eat or I don't want to eat or I need to go do loads of exercise to burn this off it's like no, no no the next day carry on as you would I think like the top priority there is like it's not to stick on another diet because it get all like counting calories or anything like that it's actually just getting out of that cycle and then again actually like you might it might end up in weight loss um I would say as well, obviously, like physiological, physiological things like if um, a woman's come to me and she's like lost her period, because, again, this is something that I have dealt with personally, like losing my period. That's an absolute no, no. Like that, that's like probably the worst thing you can do is, you know, if someone's because that's you know ultimately she's lost her period I mean there's a there's a lot of different reasons um but if it is as a result of chronic dieting or being underweight or low energy availability then that would be an absolute no-go you'd want to focus on getting her period back first before you stick her on any diets um definitely yeah and I think yeah that, that comes down to I guess being open and honest with your coach as well doesn't it and just being really honest with how you know your your relationship with food your relationship with the scales that sort of thing yeah I would add to that that I think when you have a really poor internal relationship with yourself Mm. and you think that dieting will fix that it's not necessarily as much of a red flag as for example binging or um Mm. losing your period physiological stuff like that but I think so when you have a really poor relationship with yourself I guess you can still diet but I would really advise against making this your priority and again I I would just say focus on one thing at a time so focus on fixing that relationship with yourself for sure we can work on your healthy habits we can we can make exercise a part of your life that might result in weight loss but I think when you're so harsh on yourself when you don't feel worthy when you don't feel like you deserve it when you always speak negatively to yourself when you're so harsh on yourself when you feel constantly anxious and you constantly feel on edge like dieting will not fix that as much as you'd love to believe that it is just won't. so I think that's another red flag and and you know what I think it is definitely a client's responsibility to be honest with their coach but I think a lot of people don't realize because I for the longest time thought that my binge eating was just lack of willpower so I I did not realize that I have to do all this work to kind of find other coping strategies I thought that dieting is exactly what I need so 
I think it's it's education of coaches and personal trainers or whoever to to dig deep with their clients and to actually look after their clients and not be like oh yeah you want to lose weight yeah I'm a fat loss coach go on jump on a photo shoot transformation with me you'll feel awesome yeah honestly I hate that people don't have that awareness because most like I honestly think most of PTs should have basic mental health training because there is nothing in the PT course that speaks about it well maybe now it is when I qualified there absolutely wasn't it wasn't when I qualified either I mean to be honest anyone could have apart from the actual like physio uh physio I'm really having trouble (laughs) physiology of like the muscles and the bones and all of that stuff like Aside from that, like anyone could really pass the course, couldn't they? It was, it's not the exactly. most, which is why I think it's so important to like, obviously just go and do extra learning and all that, which we've obviously both done. Um, but I think ultimately it really comes down, like your diet should make you feel good. It should add to your life. It, that's really the bottom line, isn't it? Like your, and that comes down to like your values and your reason for dieting. If your diet is making you miserable, all of the time like that's some something's not right there you need to alter your approach because ultimately you are dieting because you want your life to be better to to add years to your life so you can run around with your kids so you can you know feel better in yourself you should not be dieting or your diet should not be making you feel worse that's not to say that it's going to be easy because any like you know dieting is going to take some you 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 are going to need some level of restraint and stuff and if you haven't you know if you are trying to learn new healthy behaviors and habits and stuff like obviously a habit is something that you do automatically with no thought so if you are trying to add new ones in or you're trying to change them like it is going to you are going to need to work on it to a point to an extent like absolutely but it should not be so difficult that two weeks in you're like I hate this and I want to throw the towel in and it's not even worth it definitely I absolutely love it how you how you framed it dieting should add to your life anything you do really should add to your life Um, (laughs) but that's that's a topic probably for another for another time but dieting should should be pleasant should be nice you should be kind of excited about how it makes you feel man is at the door i'll be two seconds what (laughs) (laughs) again always always such a busy woman isn't she but anyway what i was saying is dieting should really make you feel awesome you should kind of be excited to eat your meals there's so many healthy tasty alternatives it's not just eating bland food like you don't have to you really don't have to like if you don't like oats don't eat porridge or maybe just try to try asking people who do like oats how do you make yours because mine tastes awful and then try it their way if you really dislike it just don't have it if you hate cardio if you hate head training you don't have to do it if you hate anything you, you don't have to do anything there's so many alternatives and there's so many 
ways you can personalize your diet and, and, and that's why meal plans don't work because I am not able to give you a solution I don't know all your eating habits I can try to ask you and kind of give you loads of ideas loads of recommendations and like these are the meals I like you can try them but you are not me you might think oh my god what is she eating like my cottage cheese and jam on toast which is my breakfast oh, to go yeah, no, I can- no one likes it no one loves me although when I tell them to buy Polish cottage cheese they do come around because it is like another level another (laughs) level (laughs) but long story short you don't have to do anything if there's something you don't enjoy about your process you don't have to do it and you don't have to be on the wagon of the wagon full of the oh no no you're not falling off anything so say yesterday I could have said I've fallen off the wagon because I had pizza for dinner it's like I had pizza for dinner it's a meal like it's a meal and this it's it's so much of like the, the whole good and bad foods it's like when you eat a pizza your body does not go oh this is naughty oh she's had a pizza oh our body goes right there's some carbs here there's some fats here you know and and that your body metabolizes a pizza it in the same way it will metabolize like that bagel that you had afterwards like you're like it breaks down and looks at like the molecules and stuff your body does not know that you know it's 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 a pizza your body does not know that so the whole good and bad thing just let's let's put that in the bin so I don't like that the naughty like no food don't food doesn't have a moral value and actually I think it's so much more impressive like if a client comes to me like I I, so I had a client check-in and she was like oh I had such a good week but then last night my boyfriend surprised me and we went out for dinner and you know I had a glass of wine and I had a whatever she ate and she's like oh and I was like that you know that's and and she and she still managed to lose um you know she her, her inches had gone down and her tape measure measurements um her photos were looking absolutely incredible and she did actually lose weight on the scale that week and I was like even if even if those measurements weren't there like you didn't fail like you did not fail oh my god I've got another delivery I'm this is oh my god <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> one second no problem okay so yeah carry on to 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 what Tyra was saying it is exactly that like that pizza I had last night might have had a little bit less protein than than a meal I would have had otherwise had probably a bit more fat a bit more calories however on the like does it actually matter is it actually such a big deal? Because when you're dieting, and I think that's really important, that's that's a mistake I um, made. I thought, let's say, when I got my macros from my coach, let's say, for example, I was on 2,000 calories and 120 grams of protein. It is literally just whatever I thought of. So if that were my macros and I didn't stick to it for whatever reason so say I I had 2050 calories that day I thought that was such a big deal that suddenly I'm just gonna (laughs) I'm I'm just gonna 
become horribly obese and I'm gonna be like those people on TV that, that haven't like left their sofa for 10 years and um, honestly I was so I, I thought uh, it doesn't matter then and binge 50 calories or 100 calories I thought that was such a crime and it's like what the heck the irony, the irony in that is so like calorie tracking is not like accurate it's not the be all and end all exactly. like, essentially calorie tracking is like estimates and stuff I mean you go on my fitness pal and you type in broccoli and there'll be like 500 entries each one has got like a different calorie value and stuff and actually like on food packages there I can't remember if it's 10 or 20 percent I think it's 20 20 percent so they're allowed to like you know go over or below like 20 percent so even that in itself you like it's just a tool it's not like that 50 calories I mean oh that that literally is like that that really is nothing that's like a bite of like I don't know and I think another another very important lesson that I've learned and I think that was kind of a game changer to me was that you you don't have to be in a calorie deficit every day to lose weight and you don't have to be in the same amount of calorie deficit every day. So let's say my, so let's just assume my maintenance calories are um, 2,500 calories and I am sticking to 2,000 calories a day. So that is 500 calories of deficit every single day. So even if I ate 2,400 calories that day, I would still be in a calorie deficit but somehow in my head, I would have been a failure because I went over my calories by 400, which is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? And I never thought about it like that when I was dieting. And I wish someone told me that sooner, that you you are still... And even if you eat 3,000 calories, it's a 500 calorie surplus. But overall, in a week, you'll still be in a deficit. So it absolutely does not matter. Yeah, it might slow down just slightly, but like we're not we're not doing the eight week transformation plan. Like if it slows down, it slows down. That's life. And this is exactly how you learn to sustain your results. But exactly. And it's like what I was saying before the DPD man came back, Um, like with my client who, you know, she, she was like, oh, you know, I'm annoyed because I went out to eat. And I was like, but, you know, that is life. And actually, it's so much more impressive that you went out and you were like, I'm going to have a glass of wine and I'm going to have what I feel like. I'm going to get back on track tomorrow. Like, that's that. That's really what it's all about. It's not just throwing the towel in. And, you know, so, some weeks you're not going to lose anything. Some weeks you might lose loads. Some weeks you're going to maintain. But it get like, look at the long game game here it's not about like a, a four week quick in and out like fix and massive because again you, you need to look at the habits and behaviors and stuff that that's what's going to get you a lasting change that's what's going to help you maintain the results like the fact that she went out and she had a meal and enjoyed the time with her boyfriend or whatever and then the next day just carried on as per usual I think that says so much more than if she just you know had it's about the mindset like she was able to get back back on it the next day without restriction just carry on as per usual that's so much more impressive than oh I just had broccoli for dinner yeah but then 
there there are coaches out there who would just say, yeah, yeah, I I teach you how to um live a balanced lifestyle. So yeah, when you went out for a meal, um now you're not having breakfast tomorrow. So I was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, breakfast is my favorite meal of the day. I would be very upset if I was told that. I, feel I know, but it's like, it's like fine, fair. If you want to have, I don't know, like. I don't see a point in restricting, like when you're going out for me, like, uh, unless you're genuinely doing it for like a job. So say you're a fitness model and you do have that photo shoot. Yeah, fair enough. Make up your calories or whatever. But if you if if you're just looking for a lifestyle change, and even if we put a timeline on it, because I feel I feel like sometimes it's quite nice to put a timeline on it because you don't want to be dieting forever. No, so you, yeah. I, I'm not against putting a timeline on it. It's just like uh, even if if I would put a timeline to just sort of just like a lifestyle client, I would never tell them to make up the calories or like lower the calories the next day or whatever. That that is, I don't know. That that's just kind of balancing on the edge of getting back to those really bad habits so but if if it's honestly like a part of your job or or whatever and you want to do it like you can't do it you just need to be careful when trying to make up for food or add an extra cardio you just need to be careful for it not to turn into this vicious cycle yeah I think there's definitely a lot of nuance around and there's no right or wrong black or white and I think so much of this actually comes down to your mindset so for some people um, you know, for, for some people, the skipping breakfast, that is an absolute no-no. And that will lead to the binge restrict cycle, like myself included in that, like that would not be an approach for me. But for some people who say their relationship with food is really, really good. And they wake up the next morning, they're like, I don't really like breakfast anyway. I'm not really hungry. I ate quite late last night. So I'm just going to push my first meal back till lunch. Like absolutely fine. It all comes down to the mindset. And you see this approach as well with like, let's take um what's an easy one let's take low carb for an example so some people like for me my diet is very heavy in carbs because I find that it fuels me well I really really enjoy carbs um I function really well on them but for some people they might prefer a higher fat diet and that's absolutely fine like if they want to go if they find that you know, they don't want to count calories, whatever. And the easiest way for them to get into a deficit is to cut carbs. That is absolutely fine. As long as you know, like that cutting carbs isn't a magic solution. And actually it still comes down to being in a calorie deficit and your relationship with food is fine because you don't really enjoy carbs anyways. Like that's fine. That is absolutely fine. It all comes down to your perception of why, why you're doing it, of, you know, whatever works for you, essentially, whatever you can adhere to, whatever you can stick to for the long term, it like that is absolutely fine. It's just when you put it from like a restrictive mindset. And again, I'm like, oh, I have to cut carbs or carbs are bad. Like, no, no, there's nothing wrong with that. Just some people like might genuinely prefer that approach. And that is okay. Again, this is why you can't put like meal plans or a one size fits all because everyone is so different. Yeah, I think a good example would be, so I'm choosing a low carb diet because eating carbs makes me uncomfortable, my tummy aches, it gives me a really bad bloat, and I just don't feel well after eating carbs. Bad example is, 
I'm gonna go on low carb because I cannot control myself around bread yeah yeah totally I think that's that's the easiest way I could put it yeah so if it doesn't make you feel good for reasons like more physiological reasons it just doesn't agree with me absolutely fair enough if it's just because you don't if you start eating carbs you'd want to eat and eat and eat and eat this is not the right reason to go low carb so you know we talked about the red flags of dieting and I asked you a question of when would you suggest to your clients that it is not the best thing for them to do but then let's flip it when would you say it's the right time to diet what are those green flags of dieting I would say when they are not so they've not that they they're not in the yo-yo dieting thing they're not in a um binge restrict cycle they've got a really really good relationship with food but also with themselves and their body image so if they are like you know I when, when fat loss is not equal to their self-worth so they acknowledge that you know their self-worth has nothing to do with their weight or their body image and they're like to be honest you know I I just feel a bit more comfortable I would feel a bit more comfortable I feel like my performance in the gym would be a bit better I just want to you know maybe it is a bit more about like feeling confident maybe they do have a holiday or a wedding or something coming up and they they just want to look and feel their best fine but when they're in a place where it's not coming from shame or it's not coming from a place of hate and they're like, I have to change because, you know, like, like you said, with the dating, I want to start dating. It's like, no, no, like it's got to be coming from a place of objectivity almost. And like, I know that my my body fat has nothing to do with my self-worth, but it would be nice. Like I I want to do pull-ups in the gym. And actually I know that being a bit heavier is making it harder that sort of thing absolutely fine green flag yeah crack on I think another green flag is when uh, people come to me just feeling a little bit maybe tired they don't have a good routine going they just feel like they don't sleep very much they feel like their food doesn't give them energy they feel always tired after their meals they don't know kind of where to start how to feel better in general this is a green flag because oh I love this is my I think that's one of my favorite people to work with that just want to feel better I love this because I can give you so much advice on that we can get and you can see results so quickly when it's not just sort of inches or weight or whatever if you genuinely just feel like you need a bit of health in your life (laughs) then honestly you'll see results so quickly and it's amazing to see people being very sort of like oh I don't don't really want to do this I don't know to being like oh my god I'm going gym yeah yeah and then I'm seeing my friends and then we're going out for a meal and then I had the best breakfast ever I've made this healthy whatever whatever and I'm like yes girl you go yeah you go get it girl (laughs) such a good empowering and positive mindset to be in isn't it and and I think this is like this sums up everything like it comes down to your mindset and just the way you view yourself the way you view the the food the way you eat and stuff it's it's just it links beautifully into our negative um self-talk doesn't it that that podcast we did like it's all interlinked yeah 
Wonderful. Like I had a client, I had a client now that's just um just finishing her last few PT sessions, um, and she wants to start what sort of doing it on her own from September, mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of her because I remember when she came to me, she used to. If you're listening to this, you know it's about you. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to come in this huge oversized hoodie to every PT session, whether we were doing weights, whether we were doing hit or anything like that. She would absolutely overheat and die but she would not take the hoodie off whatsoever she always used to look around her shoulder she used to look around the gym whether people are watching her she just felt so out of place so uncomfortable and now we're coming sort of to the end of working together and I saw her I, um we did now because she's she's a student she's at uni she's back home so we used to do quite a few online sessions so I didn't see her in the gym but she came to my gym the other day because she was uh, back in Manchester for the weekend and when I saw this girl, I was, oh my God, wearing, you know, t-shirt and leggings, big smile on her face. I did not catch her once looking around. And then she was telling me, oh, I'm so excited to like come back to Manchester, try in this gym again. And then, oh, I might try some classes, see which ones I'm, I, I enjoy. And I'm like, oh my, I'm so proud of you. Like she, she's lost weight and that's cool. But like I'm that's not what I'm proud of like for you hey that's cool that was our goal however that doesn't make me sort of buzzing as a coach what makes me proud is the the completely different girl I've seen like she she was one of those that she she didn't have much motivation to go it was kind of like she needed those PT sessions to show up and now she's like well I don't like I don't need this anymore because I'm so confident in the gym I'm so happy to be doing I'm, I'm good with my nutrition I know what I'm doing and I'm like I'm so proud of you like genuinely so so proud of you and these are the people who sustain their results these are always the clients that a year two three five onwards i'm gonna check in with them and they'll be doing their thing because they've learned how to do it for themselves how to do it sustainably and not how to just force yourself to diet and they've i think the main thing there as well is they've fallen in love with the process they've not focused too much on the end goal it's like just doing the the simple things day in day out being consistent most of the time and just become really content with the process itself rather than so focused on the on the on the end goal so like even if there is a setback it's not like oh I don't even care anymore throw the towel in it's like this is this is part of the process you know setbacks it's going to happen life will happen it's inevitable and yeah like you say those are the people that maintain their results long term for sure I love that story that is so that's exactly what you want isn't it it's it's the confidence it's the empowerment that comes with these actions honestly this this is my this is my proud moment as a coach this is what I want for my clients not necessarily that they fit into their dress size and that's fine if that's your goal absolutely but this is what makes me like love my job yes oh I know the buzz you get off of you know your client like client wins it's it's insane it's addictive definitely is 
Well, I hope you've enjoyed our dieting talk and I hope that helps you decide whether you should or should not be dieting right now. Yes, yeah, that was a good, I really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. And obviously if you guys want to catch us on our socials or if you want to sign up for um, coaching, online coaching, Kinga, where can they find you Instagram and then click a link in my bio and you can either fill out the coaching inquiry form or I'm actually offering a free workout plan for beginners so if you subscribe to my email list you're gonna receive a lovely um google document um with a three-day um beginner friendly gym plan so take advantage of that excellent Tyra what about you again Instagram Tyra Greenwood underscore PT and again just slide into my DMs and we will get started ASAP. Amazing. Lovely. Perfect. Thanks for listening guys and thank you very much Kinga. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Thank you Tyra and I will catch you guys next week. See you guys. See ya.